Hey guys, welcome back to Switch Podcast. I'm Jake. And I'm also Jake. Today we will be having episode one of our new weekly roundup series where we just talk about the sports world, what happened over the past week or two. And today we have a guest on with us today. His name is Ben. He's our friend and he, he knows a lot about the NBA, MLB, and NFL. So Ben, thanks for joining us. What's up? Uh, yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me. And yeah, let's just have some fun. Yeah, let's do it. So, we're going to start talking off with some NBA topics, obviously, in the season's resuming soon. So, the first thing, um, in the past few days, we saw the Nets make some moves because, obviously, we saw a few of their players are out. Obviously, Kyrie, Katie, they're out for the year now. And then Spencer Dinwiddie and Torian Prince tested positive. I believe DeAndre Jordan did, too. So, they needed to add some depth to their team, and they signed Michael Beasley, Jamal Crawford. So... What do you guys think of those moves, Ben? You can start. Um, well, I think the Nets, they need depth because after losing some of their key players like KD, Kyrie, now without having some of their superstars, they're going to want to have experienced veterans who can help them through the playoffs and they'll, they'll have playoff experience where a lot of their younger, a lot of the Nets' younger players don't have as much experience. Um, yes, same thing really for me, but I, think, I really think that some of these COVID-tested players, I think Dinwiddie and DeAndre Jordan, Torian Prince, they're very, very talented players. They might get healthy, hopefully, but since Kyrie and Katie are out, I think they definitely need veterans like Michael Beasley, Jamal Crawford, just to help them out and off the bench and all that and all that stuff. So I think they're very, very solid signings, definitely help them a lot if the NBA resumes, and I think it's a solid, solid signing. Yeah, so I'll go now. Like, I agree with you guys. They, they lost some guys due to COVID, which is which sucks. That's what's going to happen now with the NBA. But, you know, bringing in, like, former All-Stars like Beasley and Crawford could definitely benefit the younger guys on their team, help them out, try to for, try them to get – they're in the playoffs right now, but hopefully they can, they could blow their spot. They have an 18, I believe, 17. So they need those guys to help them have success. So, our next NBA thing, we'll talk about, like, our predictions. We did a podcast on this a few weeks back, but we're just going to talk about, like, who do you think could win the finals and stuff, how the playoffs is going to go. So, Jake or Ben, who do you want to start it off? Um, uh, I'll start off. I And I still have my same decision as I did a couple weeks ago and the Clippers winning it all. I love the Lakers and I love this the roster, but the Clippers have too much depth. They can't really blow it. If they had Zubach off the bench or Harrell off the bench at center, they had Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Lou Will. I think they're t- Pat Bev. Their whole team is just balanced out wise and they're very, very good. So I think that that's definitely my prediction for a championship in the Clippers. I think the Bucks and Lakers could also push. And just those are my big predictions. I think maybe the Grizzlies could get a spot. And those are my main predictions so far. Um. Yeah, for me, I agree. The Clippers are really good. I I just think LeBron is just, he's unstoppable. And you combine Anthony Davis, who's playing, who's been playing really well. And, like, you just that team has just been really good. I know the Clippers have beat them, but that, that best of seven series will be very entertaining. And from the East... I mean the Bucks or the Bucks or the Celtics. I'm kind of going back and forth. The Celtics. I know they don't have as much playoff experience, but I think they could do it. But most likely, I think Lakers, Bucks, or the Lakers winning the championship. So a few weeks back, I saw that Avery Bradley wouldn't be participating. He's I believe the starter for them. So I thought maybe their chances of winning the finals good. He's one of their starters. 
I thought the Clippers now, but I think adding J.R. Smith could really benefit their team, which we saw they did a week or so ago. So I think the Lakers are still going to win the finals for Kobe, which I hope they do. It's going to be really great for the city of Los Angeles and just for the game of basketball in general. So I really want to see that kind of going on for them. Yeah, see, for me, I think, no matter what, I think, I believe in the West, there's definitely going to be one of the L.A. teams in the finals. And even if the Clippers are in it, I think it will still benefit and just, hope, like, just bring back, like, everyone just paying respect to Kobe. Even though he played for the Lakers and not the Clippers, I think just all L.A. teams and it's the whole world and the whole entire and this United States should be paying respect to Kobe. I mean, one of the greatest players of all time. So I think that our predictions are all very, very solid. And now let's move on to our next game, which will be NBA drafts. So we'll do a quick, like, top five, ten players, and it's a little mock draft, I guess, because we don't know the exact picks. But we'll have to do some fits for teams, and we'll start off with just who you guys think are the top players coming in right now. Um, I'll start. I think, in my opinion, the best player coming in is LaMelo Ball. I think he can be overrated a little bit because no one has seen him that much in the U.S. because he hasn't been playing in – out of the United States. But I think he looks, looks like a really talented player, and I think he's going to have great experience as a bigger type of point guard because his brother Alonzo is a 6'3". I think he's a lot taller, though, so I think he'll have this bigger height advantage. I also love Cole Anthony, whose dad played in the NBA, Greg Anthony, who's a reporter now. I think Cole Anthony played great for UNC, and he's a very solid player. And my third best player, even though... He it, he didn't play college. Is is James Wiseman? I think that he's just the best center coming into the draft easily. And I also love Anthony Edwards, who came out of Georgia this season and played number one recruit coming in. I think he's also one of the top players. So Ben, um, you could go now. Oh, so um, I love Lamelo, but I mean, I think he's a little overhyped, and we've never seen him play against like some of the best competition in high school. He didn't really play against the best teams. And Australia, he played against pros, but you don't know his scoring ability and his defense is not there. But I, I would definitely go with Anthony Edwards and James Wiseman. I think those two are my top two coming into the draft. Just because James Wiseman, even though he didn't play college, he was just really, he's a really good center. He can space the floor. He can do anything. And that's what the NBA is moving from away from a traditional big man like Shaq and moving into more stretch bigs like uh, like Porzingis. And then Edwards, like Jake said, is just a really all-around guy. So I have a few guys, like a few of the same guys, obviously. Lamelo there. You, you don't know how he's going to do like you guys to the competition he faced. James Wiseman, we also don't know. He didn't really get to play in college. Anthony Wedgers, I also really like. I also like Obi Toppin from Dayton. I think he's a really good player. And another guy you guys didn't mention, Jake, I feel like you could correct me on the pronunciation here. Denny Abija out of Israel. Yeah, I think he he's a very talented player. And I was going to name, also, uh, you could keep talking about Denny Abija, but before you just keep going, uh, the most under player in this draft to me is Preston Chua, who I think is like pressed to be the th- second or third best power forward coming in out of Memphis. Like, he put up numbers, like, 18 and 7 and, like, 5. He was just all-around beast last season. I think he's very underrated coming in, and he's also one of the top players. And, Jake, you could go keep going and talk about Danny Avija. I have one more kind of an underrated guy that I really like. I like Killian Hayes. He's plays in France right now. I think he's a really nice point guard, you know. He's definitely more the 
the traditional point guard, the assist type guy. He's not really the best scorer, but I really like the way he kind of plays. So yeah, and like yeah, I, I mean, I forgot. You can't forget about Obi Toppin. Like he he really was a great player, and I think that at the end, like and as Jake said, Precious Achua. He's just like. I remember we would watch, like, the UConn-Memphis games, and you would just see this guy. He was, like, a monster grabbing every board, and, like, he had, he would just, he was a really great power forward, and I think he could fit well on NBA teams looking for, a, like, a new style big man. So the last NBA thing we're going to talk about today is we, we've seen, obviously, with the season restarting, there's some players that, unfortunately, will not participate due to the COVID injury or just... They don't really want to get infected with it. I'm going to name you a few notable players. We saw Avery Bradley from the Lakers, which I mentioned before, Trevor Ariza of the Blazers, Davis Bertans and the Wizards. We also saw Bradley Beal on the Wizards due to injury. And a few other guys like Wilson Chandler, DeAndre Jordan because of COVID. And I think the biggest one we see here is Victor Oladipo. Definitely. Out with most of that injury this year. Like, he's still a top guard in the league, so... What are your opinions on some of these key players, Benji? So, um, I'll go first. I think I must name more noble players in Wilson Chandler, and that's in Wally Colley Stein and Demarcus Cousins. If he gets signed, those three are also opting out. And I think I said earlier that I hope the the Nets players will come back, but since they're opting out, I don't really agree with that anymore. So they need a lot of depth. So I think those are those net players are for them. I think they're all key. And I also think that if Victor Oladipo can come back, even if he. Now would be great, but since he's opting out, it's just not going to help the, the Pacers do as well. And so I think that's really key. And I also think Dallas Bertans had, is, a, is a great three-point shooter, but the Wizards aren't that good, so they weren't going to make it anyways. So I think these opt-outs, most of them are from teams that aren't that good, so it won't really affect the NBA. But those Nets opt-outs are the biggest, are the really important ones. I think those are just going to be key. So, Ben, uh, yeah, um, you said that Willie Cauley-Stein, is that correct? He's opting out? Yeah. Yeah. He was a, like, I, I'm i a big Mavericks fan, so I've watched a couple games, and he is really, like, a center who can just get it done in the post. And I think all these players opting out, even though some might not be as notable, it's still going to affect teams. Teams use every... Most teams will use a lot of players, and it's going to be tough for teams, and... But what I have to say on the Victor Oladipo is Victor Oladipo is still recovering today because he had a crazy injury. So I think him opting out was due to the corona and also just so he can get 100% and be ready for the coming years. Definitely agree with you just said there. So my take on it, I kind of... Like, like you said, Ben, there are some of them are notable and some of them are still notable. That won't matter because they're still going to mostly play. You need that depth off the bench. So I think it's really going to affect those teams. Have to, they're going to possibly need to get guys from, like, the G League, which is really going to affect them. So we'll see, like, how the season goes, if it's, if it's going to be safe enough and stuff. So you can start us off with our NFL stuff. Um. Yeah, I'll start off. Uh start us off with our NFL stuff, and let's start off with um, our biggest things. We're only going to talk about two main things today, and one is the Big Ten Conference has announced that for all sports, there'll be only conference play for the next 
all sports in, I think, winter or in spring and fall. And they're also, we're just going to talk about how we think the NFL can start off in this, you know, just pursue and be a, a great league again, even though through all this corona. And I'm going to start off with the Big Ten stuff. I think that even though it might hurt the, like, NCAA Men's Basketball Association and this football, the, season won't, the seasons won't be as good if, not, if teams aren't playing teams out of their conference for, like, the championship and all that stuff. So I think it may hurt teams in the in the Big Ten that are really good. But I also think it's just the best decision is baseball is very smart if they don't want people to get COVID. I think that most NCAA stuff won't even happen maybe this upcoming season. So I think it's really just a, big, it's a, it's a smart decision, pretty much. Um, yeah. Kind of agreeing with Jake, basketball and football are both very contact sports. So I know, like, we like to see those blockbuster matchups like Duke against Michigan State and all, like, the top-tier teams play against each other. But if they want to have a successful season, I think if you just start off with, like, the, um, like, if you just start off and you play against kind of the same teams, it's a lower risk for you got for people to catch the virus. So obviously, like this could hurt certain teams, like you just said. But you know, like take the right in this virus because, like, if just say like the, the the virus goes into one clubhouse, it gets spread through the whole team, which the NCA doesn't want to happen. So I think they're trying to keep it the, the games close, the travel and stuff. So the so like it won't spread as fast, but you don't know if the college football season or just the NFL season will start in time. Um yeah, so, so we're gonna move on to the NFL stuff. Also, just noble things is the NCAA will not have handshakes and jersey swaps anymore after games. So that's just a noble thing just to remind us just to stay safe. And also our, we're gonna talk about the NFL and Jake, you wanna go first? Yeah, I also wanna mention like the jersey swaps things. Like, I, I still think you could kind of do that with, like, with the, the corona. You could easily socially distance doing that. I'm not really a fan of that. Like, obviously, they have to take the right protocols and stuff, but I really wasn't a fan of that decision and stuff. But we'll really see what kind of happens there. And then, obviously, what we're going to talk about right now is how we think the NFL season is going to start on time. Like, right now, I don't know if it's going to start on time because football – it's probably the most contact sport we see. Like, everyone's touching each other every play. I just think that might be really tough. Like, it could easily spread through that. So, we'll kind of see how it goes and stuff. My take on it is, is like, like, we all love football, right, guys? We love football. Yeah, we yeah, all, we all football is one of my favorite sports. But, but based on, well, when, we'll talk about that later, but based off what Jake's saying, I think you got to take the right pro calls and most, one of the most contact sports, if not the most, I think they, they've been short in the preseason. Some players vote for nine and a half preseason because they just want to get the season started and get it over with until next year when it's act, hopefully it'll be all better. But I think, I don't think it'll start on time. I think it might be a week or two later, but I do believe it might happen. I don't know how long it'll be. It might only be 10 weeks, 12 weeks in season. I don't really know. But I really just hope, and I think it will happen. Just I don't really know when. So I think they just got to take the right pro calls, and that's really it. So Ben, what do you gotta think about this? Um. Well, I think um like it's very important that all the NFL players stay safe, and like I think that if they could have a lot of testing happening a lot, like players getting tested more often. But, like, some questions I have is how are offensive linemen still blocking each other, breathing on each other? And, like, 
you don't know if if one person on one team, even a coach, and football rosters are so big, it can spread between, say, 160 people just because of one football game. So it's going to be hard to reopen football because I think, I mean, I'm a little doubtful if a season will happen, but I think, like Jake said, it's not going to start on time, but some way I think the NFL it will be shortened. It won't be the, the football we're used to. But there's definitely going to be a season, I think. So, we're going to talk about some MLB now. And I'll start us off. So, I think, obviously, most of you guys know that um, MLB season, they agreed on a deal for a 60-game season. Starts July 23rd, July 24th. And on Monday this week, um, the teams started their like ma- summer mini camps. And we've seen, like, most of the players report. Obviously, we've seen some players deal with COVID-19. But what, what, what's Jake? Jake, you go first. What's your take on this? So, I know Ben isn't as big of a baseball fan as me and Jake. Gar will help, will help him speak about how he thinks about this. But I think it's based off this, you know, be kind of starting off, I think. So, I have mixed feelings about this deal. I think it's great that the LB is happening. But there's nothing really good about it coming back for, like, 60, 60 games out of 100 and what I think – 162, as I say, 164, but 162 games. That's only barely in a third, not even a third, barely a third of the season. I think that's a lot short, so teams that aren't even that good, like the Seattle Mariners, for starters, usually barely get a bunch of wins. Now they could be a top six seed in the playoffs, or top how many teams are in it or whatever. I think they can get in the playoffs. I think teams that you don't think are that good will get into the playoffs, definitely, because it's just such a short season. So I'm happy it's coming back, but it's going to be a lot different for teams. And I want to mention one more thing before you go, Ben. Like, I feel like every game is going to be like a postseason game. Every game is going to matter. Only 60 games. Every game the team's going to be fighting for that playoff spot. I just think that's also going to be really entertaining to watch and stuff. So, Ben, what's your take on it? I know we're, you're not a big baseball fan, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big baseball fan, but knowing, like, that there's only going to be 60 games... It's going to mean that, as Jake said, a lot of teams are going to have more opportunity to, like, to become, like, good teams. Just because it's 60, just because it's 60 games, like, I'm excited that baseball is coming back. It's a professional sport to watch, and I'm happy. But it's going to be a completely different baseball, and all the sports coming back is going to be a completely different experience. So I think that, um... With baseball only being 60 games, as Jake said, teams like the Seattle Mariners, it's better for them because they have better chances of winning. So, we're going to do some quick predictions. Like, we're going to name like four, four or five teams that we think have potential to maybe go to the World Series or even win it. So, I have like five teams I think could do it. The Yankees, obviously, the Dodgers. I also still like the Astros, even though they cheated. I like the Rays, and I also like the Twins. So, I really see the World Series going to, like, a Yankees, Dodgers, and stuff. But what do you guys think? Like, who do you think the top teams are this, league, this year? Um, I'm not a big baseball fan, but um, I definitely see the Yankees, I, the Dodgers. And, I mean, um, there are some other teams, like the Twins. I, I like the Twins. And, like, baseball, only saying that it's only 60 games... Some teams, like, have stretches where they'll win, like, 
10 games in a row. So that could sway his season, and that will mean every game will count. So I can see some dark horse teams making it as well, like maybe the, the Angels, I don't know. There's some teams. Or maybe my Mets. Or maybe his Mets. Or maybe my Rangers, but you never know. <laughs> So, just based off what Ben said and Cohen and Jake said, all those teams are definitely have been chances like the Yankees. Those are big chances. But I do see dark horses coming in, like your 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 Rangers, your Mets. I definitely see smaller teams like the Athletics, the Twins, the Braves. Those can all push. But also, based off if teams have a slump, like star, star teams like the Yankees could have a 12-game slump when they don't win any games. And that's one-sixth of the season right there. So, that could just affect the entire season. So if you have a slump or if you go on like a 10 game win, so like both of those will affect your playoff chances. I think it's going to be entertaining, but a little crazy about how this will all end out working. So to kind of end off with baseball right now, I ha- I'm going to talk about some of the protocols that the MLB has proposed. The first one, obviously, you know, like, you kind of know, like, rosters, there'll be a 16-man roster. If a player, like, gets COVID, they have all those extra guys on Also, I don't think you guys know this, but the the bench there, there's not going to be a lot of people in the dugout, so there's going to be they're sitting around the stands, which I see. And also, some other notable things: there'll be no spitting whatsoever. We we all know we Jake. You see all the players spit, right? Yep, I there's do. Bubble gums and fire seeds. Like, that won't be allowed this season, so what do you guys think about that? I know it's going to be a little different this season, but, like, what do you guys think about it? So, I think those most of those protocols are small, but they do matter. I mean, I don't think spitting matters, but some of those things will matter, like this bench and all that stuff. I think it's going to be different. It won't affect that much. It's just going to look different when you watch the games when just everyone's just, like, staying in the outfield, not, like, talking to fans. There won't be fans, not spinning around, it's having fun. It's going to be mostly just all seriousness because you got to make sure that you're following the protocols. So things gonna be different. I think it's gonna, as I said, different and fun, definitely fun to watch, but just a whole different sport, really. Um. Yeah. Adding on to Jake, I think any sport that's gonna start in this coronavirus era isn't gonna be the same. And like those protocols where no dugouts and like sitting in the stands, like that's smart. And they're just trying to prevent a whole outbreak between everybody in the MLB. And, like, I know it's going to be a lot different because, like, sometimes you'll see, like, fans tossing players the ballers or, like, people catching home runs and, like, being really excited. But, like, it's just not going to be the same sports. But I think they're just going to try and make it as safe as possible. Yeah. So, I think before we wrap up our podcast, podcast was... We have to do some yeah, as I say, we're going to do some, three fun facts, one from each person. I'll start with mine, and mine's an NBA one. Until the year 1937, after every basket, the rest would throw a jump ball to the side who would get the ball next. So that's why it was mostly low-scoring games, and some teams would win by, like, 40 points because they would get the ball most. So I think that would be very interesting. Um, Jake, was, what's your fun fact? So I thought this one was very interesting. I did some research on it. I don't think, I don't think anyone listening will know this. Golf balls were actually originally made from dried cow eyeballs, which, what do you guys think about that? Doesn't that sound very weird? Um, yeah, that's disgusting. That's a little disgusting. Um, yeah, I just researched this. Um, the average lifespan of an MLB baseball is only five to seven pitches. That That's very interesting. Like, I think we kind of expect that because, like, because, you know, 
balls going out of the park or like foul ball. you know foul balls very the umpire just throw it away like that yeah or if it's like a bad ball or like the pitcher spit on it or something like um yeah, so just- yeah. So that's about to wrap up our podcast, and we thank Ben a lot for guesting on this podcast. To our listeners, please make sure to donate to our GoFundMe charity to help COVID-19 Relief, which the link is in our bio on Instagram. And please comment, follow, and drop a like and five star on our podcast on Spotify, Apple, and SoundCloud. Yeah, thank you, Ben, for coming on again. Um, so stay yeah. And hopefully, maybe Ben will see you in a future episode. We'll definitely have you on again. We had a very fun and yeah, thanks. Yeah, have fun, guys. Thank you.